Begin the current of Masechtas Baba Kama Dav Kofta Zayin. Begin six lines down at the top of the Amid, where the Gemara continues explaining our Mishnah of the previous stuff. The Mishnah gave two different examples: one regarding someone walking with a jug of honey, and the other one with a, a barrel of wine, and the other case of two donkeys, where someone two things are are are, are in danger by the donkeys or by the case of the honey, where the honey is about to break. What the guy does is he gives up his own thing to save someone else's thing. So that the Mishnah said, it doesn't make a difference. All you get is paid for the work that you did, which you gave the guy the receptacle or the fact that you saved his donkey, but you don't get compensated for your own loss. But, however, as the Mishnah said, as Agamor quotes, but if he says, look, I will save your stuff on condition that you compensate me for my loss, then the Mishnah says, then he has to give him, he has to compensate him for his own loss, for his wine that he poured out or for his donkey that he didn't save. Instead, he saved his friend's donkey, which was more expensive. Now the Gemara wonders, Amai, why is the halacha as such? Why, even if the guy agreed to it, does he have to compensate him for his own loss? And that is because of a name of Lemeshat Anibach. He could be, he could tell the guy, "Look, I was just fooling around with you. What do you think? I'm going to pay you for your thing?" In other words, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay you for how much a regular guy would get paid for the work that he did. You went and you brought me a receptacle. That's how much I was going to pay you. Wait, I'm going to pay you for all your wine you poured out? I, I, and even though I agreed, I could say I was fooling around with you. As the Gemara says, Tanya, don't we learn the Bryce uh, as follows. Haresha min guy, a convict, was running away from jail. Now, he had to really get away fast. There was this wide type of a boat that takes across the, the width of the river. So Oymaloi, he tells to the sailor, tells to the captain, look, told dinner vavirene, I need to get out of here, take a dinner, which is a large amount of money, more than how much a passenger usually has to pay, and says, get me across this river. Says the Raisa, ainli elosharai, the end of the day when the captain takes him across, he actually only has to pay how much a regular passenger pays. Why? Amma, we see, Amma, he says, I was just fooling around with you, what do you think, I'm going to pay you more than whatever, I just had to really get somewhere, so I gave you a, an extreme number, but he only has to pay him the regular. So ask the Gemara, here also you should be able to say, yeah, yeah, when you said I'll pay you for the whole wine, I was just fooling around with you, but I'm not going to pay you more than what the normal price usually is for a guy who gives me a receptacle or who does the work or who saves my donkey. Not, I'm not going to pay you for the value of your donkey that you lost. So why does the Mishnah say that if he agrees then he does, he, that he has to pay? Why don't you say this concept of Meshat Anibach? So the Gemara answers, no. Holy dummy el That you're asking from this Bryce on the Allah of our Mishnah to the contrary. Look at the end of that Bryce. So that's the case that's similar to the Allah of our Mishnah, not the Rasha. The Bryce concludes and says, Vim Amarloi told dinner Havireni. It's a guy who's getting out of jail and has to, he's running away and he has to get over the water. If he tells the captain, he says, Look, take this dinner for your pay and take me over. So Nisla Ischar Mishon then actually has to pay him the full dinner. Now, Maishno, Rishno, Maishno, Sefer. What is the difference? What is the fundamental difference that we see here between the Rishno and the Sefer? What are the difference of the words that here suddenly he can't say, Oh, Meshat Anibach, and he has to pay him the full dinner? So, Amr Abba he explains, Because we're talking about a boat, that not only is he a sailor that ferries people across the river, but he also is a fisherman who catches fish from the sea. And therefore, V'amalei, the sailor could tell the guy, Afsadatani kavre bezuzi. You made me lose fish in the value of the Zuz. In other words, when this guy in the Sefer, who is the convict, that told the sailor, I'm going to give you the dinner for your 
pay. In other words, he was telling him, take the dinner for the pay that you're losing from not being able to fish right now, and instead you're taking me across the river. So that's why the Sefer said he has to pay the full amount of the dinner. That's the same thing with Allah Chavah Mishnah, where here it's a recognizable loss, just like the guy who's losing, obviously, from fishing. Here also he's losing, he's pouring out his wine, or he's letting his donkey go. There you can't say, There if they agree, there, as the Sefer, the Bryce says, you have to pay the full amount. Now the Mishnah said, the second case, the first case is talking about the guy with the honey, and his, his jug cracked, and the guy from the wine poured it out, which is cheaper than the honey to save it. So it had the same halachas as the next case, which was Shotev Nar Chamori Bechamor If a river was swelling and overflowing and it was going to flood his donkey and his friend's donkey, and Shaloya Famana Bechula, and his was only worth 100, his friend's was worth 200, he figured, look, I'll save his donkey, we'll both get our 100, at least I'll get, a, I'll get my 100 back, and he'll get his 200. So that's what the Mishnah said that if he didn't say anything, then he doesn't get compensated. If he said, I'm an ass, then he'll get compensated. So the Gemara wonders, what's the, what's the difference, the necess- necessity of saying this case, what, what's it any different than the case of the honey? So says the Gemara, you have to say the both cases. Had we said only the case regarding the honey, where the guy pours out his wine to save the other guy's honey? It's only in there where the guy is explicit, where he says, look, if I'm going to save your stuff, you're going to pay me back my wine. That's where he gets paid for his wine. Why? Because there the guy is actively spilling out his own wine to help out the other guy. So it makes sense that yes, he'll get, a, he'll get compensated if he made that up that he's only doing this beforehand with that condition. But here in the second case of the donkeys, where here his donkey drowns by itself. By not saving it, he's not, he's not drowning his donkey. It's not like pouring out the wine like in the first case. I would say there, even if he made it before and said, look, I'm only saving your donkey if you pay me back for my donkey, that he still wouldn't get the whole, he wouldn't get the value of his donkey. He would only get paid as a worker saving that guy's donkey because that's something that happens by itself. And the ratio where he actively did it, then we'd say, okay, that's, he for sure should get compensated for that because that's the only way he could get the jug to save that other guy's honey. And that's why we have to say the safer that even there, if he made up beforehand, he'll get his donkey back from the other guy. Now, if he asked me the safer, had we only said the case of the donkeys, so I would say, that in this case, that if he doesn't say anything, he just jumps and saves the other guy's donkey, then he doesn't get paid for his donkey that he lost. He only gets, as a worker, would get paid saving someone else's donkey. Why? Because his loss of his donkey happened by itself. But regarding the first case where he actively goes and spills out his wine to save someone else's honey, that even if nothing was said, he should still get compensated for his wine because he had to spill out his wine to save that other guy's honey. So therefore, that's right to say, no, even there in the ratio, if he didn't say anything, then he doesn't get compensated for his wine. He only gets how much a worker would get, get, get paid who didn't have anything, who just takes an uh, empty jug and saves someone else's stuff how much he would get paid, that's how much this guy gets paid, even though he's pouring out his honey, and he's pouring out his wine. Now, the Gemara has the following question relating to this halacha. If one of these two guys went down to save the other guy's donkey on the condition that he'll get compensated for his own donkey that he's not saving. Now, then actually, although according to the nature of things, his donkey should have been drowned in the water, but it came up by itself, even without anyone saving it. Mahu, what's the halacha? In other words, do we say that initially, 
when he gave up hope on saving his own donkey, because he's going to save the other guy's more expensive donkey, it's like it was lost. And therefore, the other guy has to compensate him because that's the halach of our Mishnah. If he made it beforehand, then he has to get compensated. And this that his donkey then comes up by itself, so that's like Hefka, which he, he could merit on his own. But the guy still has to pay him. Or do you say that no, since his donkey ended up coming out, so then his donkey's here. The guy doesn't have to compensate him for something that he never lost. So Amalei, so to Rav responded to Rav Kana, from heaven they had mercy on this guy who was doing the favor to the other person. And, but the other person has to pay him as if his donkey had died. Kihad Rav Safra, like we find the Gemara says in the instrument with Rav Safra. Have a he was going with a caravan. Lavinu hahu ari. Now this lion went and joined the caravan and was saved, was watching over these this whole caravan of people, their animals from from wild animals and from bandits. Now. Kalela, every single night, they wanted to appease and please this lion who was protecting them. They would send one of their donkeys, of all the people in the caravan, and the lion would eat that donkey. Now, when they came to Rav Safra's turn to give up his donkey and feed it to the lion, he sent his donkey, and the lion didn't eat his donkey. So, Rav Safra went first, before anyone else could take possession of his donkey, because as we're illustrating this halacha, it becomes hefker, so he went first with Zohar and he went and married in it. So you see that at least the same halachic concept that although he got lucky, in other words, he had this mazel, which the, the, the lion didn't eat it, but he gave up his, his thing. It became hafker. And that's why he went first and he got it back. Same thing in this halacha where, yes, this guy was mafker. You have to compensate him because that's what he made up. This that it comes back afterwards, that's his mazel. He could go ahead and take it from hafker. Now, on this, the Gemara asks, that Amalei Ravacha Mediftel Ravina says, Why did, yes, okay, even though you're illustrating this thing that it was Hefker, but why did he have to go back and merit in it? Although that you're proving from this Allah that it was Mafker, but a day to the Ariafkere, his whole intention was a limited Hefkerus of making it ownerless was because in regard to the lion, that's who he let take it. A day to the Kulamala Afgre didn't make it hefker for everyone else in the world. It was only for the lion to eat it. If the lion's not eating it, so it was always his, why does he have to go back and be Zaykhan it? So Malaysia said to me, right, Rav Safra Laravcha de Milsuhudavid. Rav Safra only did it as more expansiveness. In other words, he didn't want the people to contest it. They can say, oh, it was hefker. I got it first. Even though halachically, really, it was never not his then, because the lion didn't take it. He built only Mafkrit for the lion, but just that no one should contest it. He went and get it first, that everyone should agree that it's his. And again, even though it was Hefker, but he went and got it back. Now, similar question, the Gemara says, Rav asks from Rabbi, let's say Yard Lahatzel, the same thing where two donkeys, one's 100, one's 200, he goes to save the guy the $200 worth donkey. And Vlohitzel, but he didn't end up saving that other donkey. Mao, what's halacha? In other words, really, halachically is that he has to compensate him for his donkey. But that's only if he saved his donkey. He didn't save his donkey. So what's halacha? So Melissa Rebbe said to Rav, he says, Vizushila. This is actually a very good question. But however, Inla Ilaschari only gets paid like a worker, meaning if you would have a worker to hire to say, go save my donkey, even if he wasn't successful, you'd have to pay him for the work that he did. But that's all that you pay him. You don't pay him for his donkey, because that was only if he saved your donkey. But if he didn't save it, so you pay him like a worker, but not the value of his donkey. Now, Esve, however, he asked him from the following Bryce. The Bryce says, If someone hires a worker, and we continue on to Medbez, to bring cabbage or quinces or possibly a different type of herb to an ill person, 
Now, this guy, who was the agent, comes back and he finds that the guy, I mean, he was hired to do this, he found that the guy that he was supposed to bring these medicinal things for, either that he died already, or he has already became healthy. Says the Bryson, he still has to pay him the full amount of his work, because that's what he hired him for, even though, at the end of the day, it didn't accomplish anything. So that contradicts what Rebbe said. Rebbe said, oh, you didn't accomplish, so we don't pay you what was made up beforehand. But we see he clearly, even if it doesn't accomplish, you still have to pay him what was made up beforehand. So Malaysia Rebbe said to me, dummy, can you compare the two halachas? Hasam over here in the Braisa of Elishlechuse. The agent did his, his, his mission. He did everything that was asked of him. Now, at the end of the day, there was no, no utility because the guy died or became healthy. Fine, that's not his fault. Here, the not accomplishing is not because of the result, but it's because of his action didn't accomplish what he was supposed to do. He didn't go ahead and save the donkey of that other guy, and therefore doesn't get compensated for his own donkey, even if that's what they made it beforehand, rather as a regular worker. Tanerbaum learned the Bryce to continue on this theme of what was mentioned in the incident with Rav Safar regarding a caravan of people. So the, the Gemara brings a Bryce that If there was a caravan, which is a group of people going together on the road that were going in the desert, now there was marauding, there was these bandits that ganged up against this caravan to take all their money away. Now, however, they were able to appease them and get them off by giving them a certain amount of money. They were able to ransom themselves. Now, says the Bryce, So now we calculate amongst all the members of the caravan according to the monies. But In other words, we calculate how much money did each person have because proportionally that's what they were saving themselves from, that they didn't go ahead and plunder them and take everything. So it's according to the amount of money that they have, how much proportionally they have to share in how much money was spent on saving themselves. And we don't calculate according to the amount of people that there are. Because it wasn't a life and death situation, it was a monetary thing. So therefore you, you make the ratio according to how much money each person was carrying. Now, but says the rice of him, if they hired a guide that was going in front of them who was leading them through the desert, then and actually we calculate even according to the, the, the lives, I mean how many people there are, because getting lost in the desert could be a danger to a person's life. So it's not only a monetary component, there's also a, a life component. And if we measure according to how many members, how many people there are, that's how much a person would have to pay. But, says the Braiso, However, they shouldn't change from wherever the customs are from the, from the donkey drivers, meaning if the custom of the donkey drivers is to pay the guide according to how much money each one has or according to how many people there are, then that's what you do. You follow the custom. Now, moreover, says the Braiso, The donkey drivers who are in this caravan could stipulate Whichever one of them is going to lose his donkey, that everyone else has to chip in and buy him a new donkey. Now, explains the rice of Bukusia, if, however, he lost it with, through negligence, then they're not going to go ahead and buy him a new one. But if if it's not through negligence, then then they go ahead and give him a new donkey. Now, but if he tells him, look, give me the money for the donkey, don't worry, I'll watch over all the caravan and the donkeys, as if I had my own donkey in there, but just compensate me monetarily and don't buy me a new donkey, says the Bryce ain't Shemelech. We don't listen to him because maybe he's not going to purchase a donkey. And the whole reason why they stipulated was that he should buy a donkey that then he'll give over his life 
to protect with them during the night times from the wild animals, from the bandits, because he's invested. But if he doesn't have a donkey, he's not going to be so invested. And that wasn't the whole reason why they made the stipulation of buying the donkey. Now the Gemara is Peshitta. Of course, it seems to be obvious. The whole purpose of buying the donkeys was for him to be invested. What's the Chiddush in saying that if he says, give me the money, that they don't do that and they only buy him the donkey? So the Gemara says, Loi, it's Tzrich, it's necessary. The Isle Chamar Achrina. He has another donkey. He originally had two donkeys. One of them got lost, and he wants to get compensated monetarily, but he still has a donkey. So Maudetema, we would have thought to say, that he is going to protect with them. And actually, even if he says that with one donkey I could watch very well, but two I'm not going to be able to watch so well because it's going to be too difficult, that even so, Kamash Malan, that they tell him no. Shanin in Terusa the Chadim in Terusa the Bay Trade. It's different, the guy who has to watch one donkey than two. In other words, you're going to be much more invested if you have two donkeys because it's going to be a bigger loss from you and you're going to be Meister Nefesh more. So actually, we're only going to buy you a donkey. And even though you have a donkey and you have to watch, it's not the same that if you had two, you're going to be even more invested. Therefore, they buy him only the donkey and they don't give him the money. Similar type of a Bryce. There was a ship that was going in the sea. And and then a, a storm, a wave was coming to drown it. Now, as they normally would do, they lighten, they lighten the load of the boat by throwing things overboard. So says the brights, so they calculate according to weight. In other words, if one of the members threw over a hundred liter of gold, so the other one has to throw over a hundred liter of iron, of metal. You don't go, as the brights says, you don't calculate it monetarily. So obviously gold is worth much more. No, you go according to weight, because again, that's the characteristic that's definitive over there regarding lightening the, the load of the boat. But, says the Bryce, you shouldn't deviate from the customs of the, of the sailors, which is if they do go according to a different criteria, then that's what you should follow. Now more of it says the Bryce, the sailors are allowed to stipulate, if any one of them from this fleet loses his boat, that they're all going to chip in and buy him a new boat. Now, if he loses it through negligence, then then they don't give him a new one. If it's not through negligence, then they do go ahead and give him a new one. Now, moreover, if he took his boat to a place where boats normally don't go, which is more dangerous, then then they don't give him a new boat. So the Gemara obviously, of course, that's that's a, a negligence. So says the Gemara, it's necessary that Dibben Nisan, in the months of Nisan, where the, the, the rivers, the, the, the seas are, are, have already flooded, there's a lot of water there from all the snow that melted and all, from all the rain through the winter. There usually, generally the boats stay a distance from the shore of about one rope's length into the water. Now, Ubatishre, however, in Tishrei, when then the water is already lower down and if the boat would be too close to the edge of the river, it would actually hit the bottom because all through the summer months there wasn't any snow and there wasn't that much rain. And therefore, usually the boats customarily go into the depth of the water two ropes length because you've got to stay further away from the edge. Now, this guy is Tishrei. He went during the months of the time of Nisan to where they usually go in Tishrei, meaning he went deeper into the water. Now, since it was deeper into the water, where again, there's a there's larger amount of water, that's why, because there were bigger waves, that, that drowned his boat. 
So Ma'adat Tamer, you would have thought to say, Davshay Nokid Va'azal. He was just going according to his custom that he was used to from the times of Tishrei. And now that it's Nisan, he made that mistake. So you would think that it's not a negligence. Mashmullah, that's the Chiddush of the Brisa. If he went where he's not supposed to go, that's not something that they stipulated that they're going to buy him a new boat for. Now the Gemara goes back to the previous um, type of a topic, which is regarding a caravan, which we had mentioned before in the story of Safra. Tarn Rabban the Brisa. If a caravan was going and traveling in the desert, and then this group of bandits came and pillaged and plundered this caravan. Now, one of the members of the caravan went and saved their stuff from these plunderers. So the Allah is Hitzel He has saved it to the pot, to the middle. In other words, whoever recognizes their stuff, which was taken by the bandits, which this guy went and saved, they each one takes their own stuff. Now, but Vim Amar and the Atzla Atzmi, but if he, before he went to save the stuff, he said, I'm saving it for myself, well then Hitzla Atzmi, then he has saved it for himself, and even though there was other people's things, he could keep it. So the Gemara wonders, Hechidim, what's the case talking about? Idi Yachel, if it's talking about that the owners could have also been Lahatzl to save their own stuff, so then the question is, then they never gave up hope, and therefore even if this guy said he's saving it for himself, he's a thief. Even the, the safer when he says he's doing it for himself, should still be split amongst everyone because they didn't give up hope yet. And you're right, the other people could not have saved it. He was the only one that was able to. And then even in the ratio, even if he doesn't say it, they were Mayayish already. So he could keep it to himself even if he doesn't say saving for himself. So how do we understand this division that the Bryce is talking about? So Amar Bachami says, what we're talking about over here is that this caravan of people is actually talking about their partners. And therefore the case is talking about, yes, whether they could have saved or whether they couldn't have saved. It doesn't make a difference. Now, like in such a type of situation, meaning when we're talking about a loss of money, because they're being plundered by these bandits, the Allah is that a partner could split off, he could cede from the partnership, even if the other partner doesn't want, without the acquiescence and the consent of his friend. So therefore, the halach is like this. Amar, if he says that I'm taking it for myself, then Pollock, then he has ceded himself from the partnership because he's saying I'm saving it for myself, and therefore he could hold on to whatever he saved. If he didn't say, then then he has not separated himself from the partnership, and therefore, it makes a lot of sense that when he was Mois and Nefesh to save all the things that were taken from the, by the bandits, he was doing it for the both of them. Because since he's a partner with them, so it's very normal for partners to go out and stick their necks out for the, for the partnership, for the, for the whole corporation. And therefore, that's the reason why it depends if he says it or not. Because if he says it, then he's essentially saying, I'm for myself. So I'm not part of the partnership anymore. If he doesn't say it, then he's doing it for the partnership. Another approach, another interpretation, Rav Amr, he says... Not about partners. Rather, here we're talking about a worker who he was hired by the sailors to work. And as Rashi points out, we're talking about where the other people could not have saved it. Now, but it's going like Rav. Rav, he says, A worker could retract from his contract even in the middle of the day. Now, but for Kamadali Hadr Bay, as long as he doesn't retract from it, if he doesn't say anything and he goes and saves this stuff, so Kibishrusa de Balabaistam, it's like it's in the domain of the owner. He's hired by him, and if he's doing saving these things, he's working for the sailors. That's why everyone's gonna go ahead and take their own stuff. 
But when he retracts, and as we said, that's when he's not a worker anymore, and that's why he can merit from Hefker for himself, because it's talking about that no one else was able to save it, and therefore they were Miyayish. That's for a different reason. That's because like it says in the passing in Mayikra, it says, Hashem says, because for me the Jewish people are slaves, meaning they're not servants to servants, meaning a person who works for someone else can't be that he's like a slave that he can't get out of it. He has to be able to retract even in the middle of the day, or else he's considered like a slave, and you can't be a slave to a slave because everyone the slaves are servants to Hashem. So therefore he can retract, and that's the important feature. If he doesn't say anything, then he's working for them, and therefore it's la'emtza. If he says, I'm doing it for myself, that means essentially saying, I'm not your worker anymore, and that he could do, and that's why he takes it for himself, because it was talking about that the other ones could not have saved it themselves. A third approach of Ashiyama, he says that really it's not like the other answers had given that it's either a partner or a worker. No, he says even a, a regular guy from the caravan unrelated to the other people. And it's talking about that people, the other people could have saved it, but it would have been very challenging for them. It would have been in, uh, under duress, under extreme situations. Now, when this guy says, I'm saving it for myself, so then Goli Daitai, so then, if the other people heard and they were silent, they heard this guy say, I'm going to do this daredevil thing. I'm going to go ahead and save this stuff in the bandits. And no one said anything. And this guy's being mice and effish. So essentially what they're doing when they're being silent, when this guy's saying he's doing it for himself, is that they gave up already and they revealed that they were meyayish because they obviously are not willing to go with him. And they didn't protest when he said he's saving it for himself. So then it's lots my, Then it actually goes to himself. Now, however, as Rashi points out, if the other people could have saved it, then even if they hear him and he says the saying for himself and they're silent, he's not going to get it because we don't assume that they're Miyayish because they could get it themselves too. It's not even a, a dangerous situation. But we're talking about where they could not have saved it only through al So if they don't say anything, then they're revealing that the Egi really gave up and they're letting him do it for himself. And that's why he gets it. But if he didn't say anything, so they really technically could save it, albeit Betchak, but if, since he didn't say anything, so they didn't reveal their intention that they're Miyayish, therefore if he goes and he saves it, then it's going to Emza, then it's considered that we don't assume that they're Miyayish, and that's why each one gets what was their own thing, and it gets split accordingly, he doesn't get it for himself. Now the Gemara continues with the next Mishnah, again continuing the theme of this parak regarding the halachas of Gizela, of robbing. So the Mishnah says, If someone robs a field from his friend, now you can't be Gainiv, because... It's out in the open. He can't really even steal land. But a guy takes possession. He, he steals, he robs it from someone else, and he makes it like his own field. Now, now the strong-armed bandits come and actually steal the field from the robber. So, says the Mishnah, it depends. In Makas Medinahi, if this is a countrywide plague, meaning that these guys are stealing other people's fields and his field left and right, so then, then this Gazan could tell the original owner, here, behold, this is your thing, T- go ahead and take it. I mean, it's not nothing to do with me, it's like the Allah of Hametz on Pesach, where if you hold Hezek, Shein, and Nikolesh, Mehezek, this is your bread, go ahead and take it. Although now you obviously can't, because these, these bandits took it, but it is what it is, go ahead and take it. But in Machmas HaGazan, it says the Mishnah, if the reason why these bandits took it was because it was the Gazan who was, who, it was him that caused them to take it, which Sigmar will explain what exactly does this mean, then then he will have to uh, supply to the victim of his original robbery with a new field, because it's because of him that it was taken. He actually caused that loss, 
through, through him being the one that was there, that caused the loss to the owner of the field. Now, Amr of Nachman Yitzchak, he says that, Whoever has the gears in our Mishnah, that Masikin took it from the Gazan, is not mistaken. And whoever says not with a Samach, but with a Tzadi, Matzikin is also not mistaken. Because he explains that both of them connote the same idea. Because Mandatani Matzikin Lemishtabish, the one who learns with a Tzadi is not mistaken, like it says, the passing in the Varm, which is there by the Teichacha, by the, rich, by the punishment that the Jewish people will have if they don't follow the Torah, says regarding the certain punishments that they'll have it, Bematzer Ubematzik, with under siege and with oppression. So that makes sense in the Halacha of the Mishnah that these people who oppress took away the guy's field. And so too, Mandatoni Masikin Lemishtabish, whoever learns it with a Samech, is also not mistaken. The Chsil, like it says in the previous passage, actually also over there in the, in the Teichacha, says Yiyarish Hatzalotzal, that the Tzlotzal, which is a type of Arba, of locust, will inherit, meaning the, all your fields and all your produce, because they, they will steal everything and they eat up all the produce of every single person. Now, Umetagamina, the Aramaic translation of that word Hatzalotzal, is Yachsenine Saka'a, that the Saka'a will inherit. So you see that the word, that masikin, is a term of like this locust which steals all the food. So it makes sense also that these masikin are taking, that these are thieves that take it from the robber. Either one of those versions are valid. Now the Mishnah said, but in Machmasagazan, if they took it because they're taking from everyone, then it could say Rishachalafanacha. But if they took it because of the robber, then Chayv, then he's liable to compensate the guy that he stole it from. Now the Gemara wonders, hey Chedome, what's the case talking about? If it's talking about that they, yes, it's like, the, the, like it would sound literally, because they, they took it because it was his, they wanted to get this guy's stuff. And they weren't taking everyone else's fields. So then the question is, but we really know this halacha from the inference of the Reisha. Because the Reisha said, if it's a, a countrywide plague, they're stealing everybody's field, then we said he could say, now the inference is, if it's not countrywide, it's only him, then he obviously cannot say, so what's the necessity of the Sefer saying, oh, but if it's because of him, then he can't say, of course, we know that inferentially. So the Gemara says, no, it's actually Tomah, it's actually talking about that he, it's not like the case of the Reisha. He didn't steal this field himself. Rather, he heard from the, from, the, from the house of the king that they wanted to steal, the government wanted to steal fields. Now, he showed them, take that guy's fields. So, therefore, as Teresa explains, the town of Mishnah is holding him liable, not because he stole it and thus he did it actively, causing a loss to that guy, but because of the Allah, it was called Garmi. Because it's an indirect cause by showing them this guy's field, which they, ne- they weren't necessarily going to take his field, but it's because of him now. Again, not because as we thought him, because he had the field and they wanted his field. No, he didn't steal the field. That's why it's a bigger chiddush than the case of the Reisha. The Reisha was just saying, yes, if he had stolen it and only coming to take it because of him, yes, he's going to be chayim. Here it's not, he didn't even take it, he just showed them this guy's field, and it's for that causation that he's going to be chayim to give the guy a new field, as if we hold the halach of garmi which makes a person liable for indirect cause of loss to another person. Another version is, which is very similar, what we're talking about over here is that the non-Jews had, the idol worshippers had forced him, and they said to him, show us his field, meaning show us your field. Now, 
he had stolen that other guy's field. But when they wanted to see his fields, because they wanted to steal his fields, they actually showed him that other guy's field together with his that he had stolen. And then they took his field. That is also causing that other person to lose because not, it's not the same case as the Raish. The case of the Raish was because they only wanted his field. They took his, and that's why they took the other guy's person. But here it's talking about where because he showed them, which is again more garmi, that when he was showing them his own fields, he showed them that guy's field that he stole together with his, and that's why they took his. That is the reason why he can't say Rishal Chavanach and he's going to be Chayv Lehamad Acher. Now the Gemara brings a story that who Gavra, relating to these halachas, was a certain person, the Achvi Akari Dechiti de Galusa. He showed people that wanted to steal fields, showed them, he showed them the pile of wheat of the household of the Rish Galusa, who was the leader of the people, of the Jewish people in the diaspora, and they therefore stole the Rish Galusa's pile of wheat. So also came to Rav Nachman, he came in front of Rav Nachman. So Chayv Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman made him liable to pay. Now, Yosef Rav Yosef Acherid Rav Huna Now, Rav Yosef was sitting behind Rav Huna Barchiyah. But Yosef Rav Huna Barchiyah came to Rav Nachman, Rav Huna Barchiyah was sitting in front of Rav Nachman, who said this halacha. So Amalei Rav Huna Barchiyah, Rav Nachman, Rav Huna Barchiyah, who was sitting in front of Rav Nachman, he asked him, Dina Eknasa. This said, you're holding this guy liable, who by directing people to that were stealing stuff to the Reshkalusa's pile of wheat, you held that he's chayev, you made him liable to pay for that, which now that Reshkalusa lost. Is that law or is that a penalty? So Amalei must nitni. So he said, what do you mean? This is halacha of Mishnah. And therefore we see that it's a din. It's not just I'm penalizing the individual. This is a real halacha. And now we learned in the Mishnah that said, if, however, these Masikin took it because of the robber, saw that then we said he has to give him, the robber has to then go ahead and compensate him another field. For Kimnan, we just explained, it's talking about the Achvach where he just pointed out to them that guy's field. So you see, by pointing out someone else's thing, and that's why they stole it, that is causing a lost person that you have to compensate him for, and that's why, because of Garmi, he has to compensate him. Now, Basid the Nafik, after Rav Nachman had left, who had taught this halacha, so Amalei Rav Yisrael Rav Hun Bachia, Rav Yisrael who was sitting behind Rav Hun Bachia, said to him, says, My Nafkelach Minei, what's the difference to you as we continue to talk of Kofi Zayin and Aleph, Idina Iknasa? What's the difference if it was a law or a penalty? Who cares? Either way, that was the appropriate psak. So Amalei said to him, No, Idina, if it's halacha, that a miser, someone that that tells someone else, tells governmental figures about someone else's things, and that's why that guy loses that thing that he has to pay, well then Garmin Then we could learn from that instance of Rav Nachman for other types of Garmi, of indirect cause by, by damages, that we could hold the person liable. But Iknasa, but if it was only that Rav Nachman was penalizing this person because let's say maybe this guy shouldn't be accustomed to or because he's accustomed to doing this thing about um, about uh, informing about people's things, so then like Yermin, then you wouldn't be able to learn from it because a knas is a, is a unique situation where the judge or the leader decides that this guy should be penalized. You cannot then compare to other situations because maybe they would be different, but if it's a halacha, if it's a din, then it's a din, then you'd be able to learn out this as a precedent for other different types of situations, and that's why I wanted to know if it's a din or a knas, and that's what Nachman said, that it's a din, and it's the halacha of our Mishnah, whereas we just explained, if Nachman is because he showed someone else's field, then that's why he has to be mamidloi sada acher.